0: Welcome, everyone, to daily prayer at the Abbey. I'm Father David, and this is morning prayer for Wednesday, February 1st, the year of our Lord, 2023, the season after Epiphany. The prophet writes, From the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations, and in every place incense will be offered to my name, and a pure offering. For my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. I'll be reading the parts for the efficient. You'll be responding with the parts for the people in bold. So join me now on page 12 as we humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. In unison, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and the desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our morning canticle, the Sergei on page 80 of your Book of Common Prayer. The prophet writes, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land. And all the portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, by night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. And our psalm for this morning, continuing in Psalm 78, verse 41, on page 371 of your Book of Common Prayer. The psalmist sings many times they provoked God in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. They turned back and tested God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his power, nor the day when he delivered them from the hand of the enemy, how he had wrought his miracles in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan. He turned their waters into blood so that they might not drink of the rivers. He sent flies among them which devoured them up and frogs to destroy them. He gave their fruit. To the grasshoppers and their labor to the locusts. He destroyed their vines with hailstones and their sycamore trees with the frost. He smote their cattle also with hailstones and their flocks with hot thunderbolts. He cast upon them the furiousness of his wrath, anger, displeasure, and trouble, sending these destroying angels among them. He made a way for his indignation and did not spare their soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence. And smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the firstfruits of their strength in the dwellings of Ham. But as for his own people, he led them forth like sheep, and carried them in the wilderness like a flock. He brought them out safely, and they were not afraid. He overwhelmed their enemies with the sea, and brought them within the borders of the Holy Land, to his mountain which he obtained with his right hand. He cast out the nations before them, and caused their land to be divided among them for an inheritance, and made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. But they tested and displeased the Most High God, and did not keep his testimonies, but turned their backs and fell away like their forefathers, twisting aside like a broken bow. For they grieved him with their hill altars, and provoked him to displeasure with their images. When God heard this, he was full of wrath, and utterly rejected Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle in Shiloh, even the tent that he had pitched among them. He delivered the ark into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hand. He gave his people over to the sword and was angry with his inheritance. Fire consumed their young men, and their maidens had no marriage songs. Their priests were slain with the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awakened as one out of sleep, and like a warrior recovering from wine. He drove his enemies backward and put them to a perpetual shame. He rejected the tabernacle of Joseph and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, even the hill of Zion, which he loved. And there he built his sanctuary like the heights of heaven, like the earth which he had established forever. He chose David his servant and took him away from the sheepfolds. As he was following the ewes that were great with young, God took him that he might feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance." So he fed them with a faithful and true heart, and guided them with skillful hands. And the glory of Pantri, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end, Amen. Our first lesson, portions of Genesis chapter 31. Genesis 31, beginning at verse 1. Now Jacob heard that the sons of Laban were saying, Jacob has taken all that was our father's, and from what our father's he has gained all this wealth. And Jacob saw that Laban did not regard him with favors before. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your kindred, and I will be with you. And down to verse 17. So Jacob arose and set his sons and his wives on camels. He drove away all his livestock, all his property that he had gained, the livestock in his possession that he had acquired in Paddan or Ram, to go to the land of Canaan to his father Isaac. Laban had gone to shear his sheep, and Rachel stole her father's household gods. And Jacob tricked Laban the Aramean by not telling him that he intended to flee. He fled with all that he had and arose and crossed the Euphrates and set his face toward the hill country of Gilead. When it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob had fled, he took his kinsmen with him and pursued him for seven days and followed close after him into the hill country of Gilead. But God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream by night and said to him, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. And Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country, and Laban with his kinsmen pitched tents in the hill country of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What have you done that you have tricked me and driven away my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee secretly and trick me and did not tell me, so that I might have sent you away with mirth and songs, with tambourine and lyre? And why did you not permit me to kiss my sons and my daughters farewell? Now you have done foolishly. It is in my power to do you harm, but the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. And now you have gone away because you longed greatly for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I thought that you would take your daughters from me by force. Anyone with whom you find your gods shall not live. In the presence of our kinsmen, point out what I have that is yours and take it. Now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two female servants, but he did not find them. And he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's. Now Rachel had taken the household gods and put them in the camel's saddle and sat on them. Laban felt all around the tent, but did not find them. And she said to her father, Let not my Lord be angry, because I cannot arise before you, for the way of women is upon me. So he searched, but did not find the household gods. Then Jacob became angry and berated Laban. Jacob said to Laban, What is my offense? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? For you have felt through all my goods. What have you found of all your household goods? Set it here before my kinsmen and your kinsmen, that they may decide between us two. These twenty years I have been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried and I have not eaten the rams of your flocks. What was torn by wild beasts I did not bring to you, I bore the loss of it myself. From my hand you required it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. There I was, by day the heat consumed me, and the cold by night, and my sleep fled from my eyes. These twenty years I have been in your house, I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flock, and you have changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been on my side, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. God saw my affliction and the labor of my hands, and rebuked you last night. Then Laban answered and said to Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, the children are my children, the flocks are my flocks, and all that you see is mine. But what can I do this day for these my daughters, or for their children whom they have borne? Come now. Let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it be a witness between you and me. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. And Jacob said to his kinsmen, Gather stones. And they took stones and made a heap, and they ate there by the sheep. Laban called it jagar Sahudatha, but Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, This heap is a witness between you and me today. Therefore he named it Galid and Mizpah, for he said, The Lord watch between you and me when we are out of one another's sight. If you oppress my daughters, or if you take wives besides my daughters, although no one is with us, see, God is witness between you and me. Then Laban said to Jacob, See this heap and the pillars which I have set between you and me, this heap is a witness, and the pillar is a witness, that I will not pass over this heap to you, and you will not pass over this heap and this pillar to me to do harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac, and Jacob offered a sacrifice in the hill country and called his kinsmen to eat bread. They ate bread and spent the night in the hill country. Early in the morning Laban arose and kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then Laban departed and returned home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us respond to the lesson now in the words of the Deum Laudamus on page 17. In unison, we praise you, O God. We acclaim you as Lord. All creation worships you, the Father everlasting. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, the cherubim and the seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, 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 Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. You were seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come to be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Our second lesson, the Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. John chapter 16, beginning at verse 16, Jesus continues, A little while, and you will see me no longer, and again a little while, and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me, and because I am going to the Father. So they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves, what I mean by saying a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come, but when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish. His disciples said, "'Ah, now you're speaking plainly, not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. That is why we believe that you came from God.' Jesus answered them, "'Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming—indeed it has come—when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace.' In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Page 19, the Benedictus, our response. Together, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, Feel free to pause the podcast now and to reflect on this morning's lessons. But return and join me as we lift our voices together and profess our faith in the Apostles' Creed. save your people and bless your inheritance give peace in our time o lord and defend us by your mighty power let not the needy o lord be forgotten nor the hope of the poor be taken away create in us clean hearts o god and take not your holy spirit from us page 602 our collect of the day from the fourth sunday of epiphany O God, you know that we are set in the midst of many grave dangers, and because of the frailty of our nature, we cannot always stand upright. Grant that your strength and protection may support us in all dangers and carry us through every temptation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. And on page 23, this Collect for Grace on this Wednesday morning, O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you've brought us safely to the beginning of this day. Defend us by your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor run into any danger, and that guided by your Spirit we may do what is righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now we'll lift up three prayers for mission, as is our custom in the Anglican Communion. The first, on behalf of the Church of Jesus Christ and its leaders. Secondly, we want to lift up our government leaders. And last, we want to remember our neighbor, our fellow man, as we hold up our prayer list unto the Lord. I'll use these three prayers for mission on page 24 to frame our intercessions, and I invite you to join with me. Almighty and everlasting God, who alone works great marvels, Send down upon our clergy and the congregations committed to their charge your life-giving Spirit of grace. Shower them with the continual dew of your blessing and ignite in them a zealous love of your gospel. We pray this day for all of those that you've called to shepherd your people as apostles and prophets, evangelists and pastors and teachers. We ask, O God, that you'd help these to be faithful ministers of your word and your sacraments as they build up your church for the work of the ministry. We pray for Foley, our Archbishop of the Anglican Church in North America, along with Mark, our Bishop here in the Anglican Diocese of the Great Lakes, and Alan, our Archdeacon. Take this time to lift up your Archbishop or your Bishop, and remember your Pastor or your Rector. Be sure and hold up your church or your mission work before the Lord. I hold up Crossroads Anglican and the Abbey. If you're joining us from another denomination, lift up your denomination and its leaders. Father, forgive us our sad divisions. Make us one. Help us to love one another as Christ has loved us, and help us to do those works that are pleasing in your sight. Help us to be salt and light in the midst of a corrupt and a darkened generation. Build your church, mighty God, and let not the gates of hell prevail against it. These things we pray through Jesus Christ our Lord, the chief apostle and high priest of our confession. Amen. Now let's hold up our government leaders. O God, you've made of one blood all the peoples of the earth, and you've sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. We pray today for all of those you've called to govern, asking that you would lift up the humble and those who do what is right according to their oath of office, but to resist the proud and the self-serving, rebuke the wicked openly so that all may learn to fear you and learn that all power and all authority comes from you. We pray for Joe, our president, Kamala, our vice president, all the president's cabinet. We lift up Kevin, our speaker, Chuck, our Senate leader, and all of our elected officials in the House and in the Senate. Pray for John, our chief justice, and all the members of the Supreme Court and all the courts throughout the land. I bring to you Gretchen, my governor, here in the state of Michigan, along with Gary, my township supervisor, and invite you to lift up the governor of your state or your commonwealth and to remember your local leader. Father, give these that we've elected and all of those that they've appointed wisdom and strength to know and to do your will. And since your word says that righteousness exalts a nation, I ask you to help each of us to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God, that you might visit our nation with your blessing and not in judgment. These things we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Finally Lord Jesus Christ you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we reaching forth our hands in love may bring those that do not know you to the knowledge and the love of you. We pray for that today for all of those that are suffering and afflicted in their bodies or in their minds. We lift up the hungry and the homeless the destitute, and the oppressed. We bring to you the sick, the wounded, the crippled, and all of the institutionalized. We hold up those who find themselves in loneliness or fear and anguish. Those facing temptation, doubt, or despair. We remember the sorrowful and the bereaved who are nursing or have lost loved ones, especially your church and the families of the martyrs. Lord, have mercy. We hold up the prisoners and the captives and all of those in mortal danger, all of our men and women in the military and the law enforcement community, all of our first responders and our health care workers, these to protect us O oh lord we ask you to protect them and we pray lord that you and your mercy will comfort and relieve these and everyone on our prayer list granting them the knowledge of your great love as you stir up in each of us the will and the patience to minister to the poor and all of these things we ask for the honor of your great name amen Please click on the donation button on the right side of our homepage. page. Make your tax-deductible gifts. Alleluia, alleluia. Let us bless the Lord, brothers and sisters. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to Him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.